my dearest Nicole. Hi, love. How are you? I'm doing really well. We just hopped on the call, but right before you set this space for this container and this episode, and it just felt so good. It still continues to feel yummy. So I'm doing much better right now. Hmm. I'm hoping that everyone listening to this right now gets a little bit of that. That was the blessing that I set while setting this space. One of the many. Love that. I love that so much. Well, I definitely feel held in this space and in this conversation that we're going to have today, which I know we always say that we're excited for it, but truly this one, I, I feel like our, the recordings that we've done this week, we also finished releasing a redefining enough for the Patreon that was also really fun and heavy totally. because it's something that we're both going through personally. These are conversations and topics we're bringing to the table equally to be like, we also don't know about this, but Mm -hmm. we're doing a little bit of research. We're taking experience from ourselves and we're wanting to talk through it. So these past few topics have felt just more personal. And this one today feels very similar to that. Absolutely. I think that this topic is definitely close at heart to me. This is something I feel like I've practiced so deeply and then learning so much about it still years later. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lens shift a little bit for me where you recently introduced this to me, this concept of be, do, have, where to me mm-hmm. that process was law of attraction or manifestation to me. But I also right. really like this shift into be do have or in this process that we're going to go into because it takes it out of those buzzwords that we hear thrown around all the time. Cause I feel like as soon as you hear law of attraction or manifestation, mm-hmm. you either put your wall down or you put your wall, your wall up. It's one or the other. You're like, no, I'm not into that stuff. Or like, Oh, yeah. tell me more. And there's something more approachable about this way of looking at it. So I'm really excited to get into this. Yeah, me too. I'm excited because I think this one also, I I love getting, you know, really out there and macro and esoteric with things, but I also like concepts that have some grounding in science, in psychology, which we're really going to look into today. And that's, of course, my my wheelhouse, my Mm -hmm. interest, but also mixing this spiritual purpose lens that we're looking at it through, which I'm super excited to. So, Yes, today what we're going to be talking about is the the concept and the practice of moving from doing to being. And this was another one that came to me this past week when I've just been personally having this realization. I forgot honestly. There's just so many things happening and so many like, ooh, new learning lessons every day. But I forgot what sparked it. I, I think I was just exhausted and probably, you know, rating my day by how productive I was, or I was like, oh, I don't really feel like doing it, but I should. And I was getting in that mindset. And I was like, I'm just, you know, if if the world is so expansive, right? Anything can happen, which is what we've known of 2020. It's like, I just don't want to be known or have to be known or have to be loved for what I do. Mm-hmm. I want to be loved for who I am. 
even though I want to do and complete and create incredible things that will impact positively this whole global humanity, I want to be known more for how I've made people feel and the person that I am internally rather than just like the actions that I happen to do. And this really, again, like I said, I think this came up from, you know, one day of, you know, those spiral days where you're just like this and I have to do this and this. And this came up when we talked about this in our redefining episode for productivity, which is also Mm -hmm. on our Patreon. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just realizing that I felt like I was stuck in this pattern, but I knew it wasn't true that I had to think this way. And I had to feel so dependent on producing and doing. And I couldn't just focus on who I am at the moment and being and healing and learning more about myself and all of the things that go into the encapsulate being, which we'll go into in a little bit. Mm, That is... It's funny because you brought this topic to to me and as of recent, I was like, oh, I'm trying to, all right, I'm connecting to it. And then as you were just saying all of that, the wanting to be known for how you make people feel, I was thinking about that yesterday when I was cuddling with my sister's dog because <laughs> it was just the cutest little serendipitous moment. We were cuddling on the couch watching TV and he was just relaxing into me. And it just made me think there's not much better love than the way a dog unconditionally loves you back for absolutely nothing. And I was just, this is, this is the type of love I always want is someone who can lean into my presence and feel comfortable within my presence and not out of anything that I give them, just me who I am. So had a super heartfelt moment with my sister's dog, Otis. That is Otis bringing in this topic. Like that, how can you not just be a puddle of love? He's the sweetest little pup. <laughs> I love that. No, but that's that really just hit my heart. It's like, yeah, you you want your energy to be one that's leaned into. I love that. And so that's really where I've been focusing, saying these prayers and having these mantras and practicing being more and becoming. But truly, I didn't have as much of a clear language around that Mm. as I do today after doing a little bit more research. And I'm super excited to talk it out. I know. Um, Yeah, let's dig into that a little because I feel like that is the crux of this is what is the difference between doing and being and why why even be? (laughs) What? Why even be? Why I mean, even be? Honestly, if there's a question for 2020 more is why even be? It's also like why even not be at this point? Like why <laughs> even do? That's where I'm going to flip it on you. Exactly. But yeah, so I think everybody will, of course, have their own feeling. And we'll get into this later of observing your own patterns and what what doing mindset feels like more to you and a being mindset feels like more to you. But in general, so Zindel Siegel, he is – Aboas. He's this Ukrainian cognitive psychologist. And he really breaks down, and of course, we're going to put all of our references in the episode notes, but he really breaks down the difference of doing and being. And he talks about them as modes, like that there are Mm -hmm. literally modes in which our brain is reacting Mm -hmm. and is firing off these different synapses. This is a mode that we are in. So doing mode, he describes as the ruminative state of mind is actually a variant of a much more general mode of mind that has been called the doing mode. So the job of this mode of mind is to get things done 
to achieve particular goals that the mind has set. And she talks about in doing mode, this wonderful multidimensional complexity of experience is boiled down to a narrow one-dimensional focus. And so he says, our brain is thinking at that point, what does this have to say about my progress in reaching my goals? When we're in doing mode, our lens is, what does this mean about me reaching my goals? What does this mean about me progressing? What does this mean about me doing better? That is how we are taking in information because we're wanting to quantify it. And when we are in that doing mode, it is to get things done, to achieve particular goals that the mind, again, that our mind has set. We can get into goal setting. That's a whole other episode. Totally. But that our mind has set, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how they describe doing mode. Then Zindel goes on to Zindel by first name. We're like, <laughs> first name. So, we're BFF. So Z, I call him Z. So Z describes being mode as the full richness of the mode of being is not easily conveyed in words. Its flavor is best appreciated directly, experientially which I love. Mm. In this mode, there's – I know. What an opening sentence. Okay. I want people to describe me like that. Oh, Not easily cannot, conveyed in cannot words. Cannot easily be conveyed in words. Her flavor is best appreciated directly, experientially. <laughs> I'm claiming that shit. That should be I'm, 100% I'm, someone's Tinder bio, please. Put that – I if you know what? I have never been on Tinder, but I might get on it just to put that on my Tinder bio. I'll be like, Oscar, don't worry about it. Don't I worry. I have a really good line. I have a really good line. I, I just want to see how it plays. It's worth it. I love that too, though. Honestly, I'm claiming that. So he talks about in this mode, in being mode, there is no need to emphasize discrepancy-based processing or constantly to monitor and evaluate. You're not like, how am I doing in meeting my goals? Instead, the mm. focus of being mode is accepting and allowing what is without any immediate pressure to change it. I will repeat that. Yeah, please do. The focus of the being mode is accepting and allowing what is without any immediate pressure to change it. Mm. And Z goes on to say in being mode, the mind has nothing to do, nowhere to go. And can focus fully on moment-by-moment experience, allowing us to be fully present and aware of whatever is here right now. Yes. So those in, I feel like, are very, I love those definitions because they go from full mindfulness to cognitive psychologist to sovereign light worker. I'm just like, what is this? Is all... It's a beautiful poet. <laughs> it's a beautiful poet. I know. I was like, who? I'm this? still hung up on the fact that its flavor is best appreciated directly, experientially. Girl, putting that on my tombstone. No, seriously. That will be written I, in stone. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. I'm just going to get a stone that says that and just hang it outside my place. Okay, I know. This, that, that quote is so good. This also w- was reminding me of a little bit of what we were talking about in our redefining enough on our Patreon, which I'll bring here for the listeners is this idea that we're constantly putting ourselves on trial, constantly like mm-hmm. quant- checking in with the quality and quantity of what we're producing or doing. And it's again, doing and mm-hmm. shifting into being mode is such a huge practice. Cause I know from my personal experience, I got to take a whole year off essentially and travel in an RV, which gave me this space to, it gave me a lot of space for being and 
that was a challenge to, I remember we were out in the desert in Joshua Tree and I had at that point gotten comfortable with being, but not to the point where I didn't have any electricity. I didn't feel like reading any books. And for hours, I would just sit in the front seat and stare out the window at the mountains. And that was the first time that I was like, this is ultimately what it feels like to be. Mm. And I know that there's not so many opportunities in a day-to-day busy life to get that. And so it becomes this practice of carving out time and space to make sure that you are in this being mode. And like it says, the full richness of the mode of being is not easily conveyed in words. It's hard to explain what it felt like sitting in that chair, staring at the mountains. Mm-hmm. But you feel that and then you're like, holy shit, that's what <laughs> that's what life's about. Yeah. Well, it's feel it's just it's feeling the richness of the moment. And that's why to any uh, anybody else looking at you from outside the experience, it would be like you're doing no thing. Mm -hmm. But in that way, that is being in some ways. But we will get into how, which is my Sagittarius (laughs) brain is like, ooh, but how can we hack this so that we can be and do at the same time? And we'll get into that. But I (laughs) don't worry. I've already thought about it. Don't worry. But I do want to say that it's not saying that it has to be one or the other also. Again, with my Sagittarius, there's temperance to it. So I'm always going to want to combine things. But it's – it's so it's not saying that you have to be in this being mode this many hours or this many. It's learning how to – I feel like the more importance is learning how to comfortably shift from one and the other and to at least be aware and cognizant when you are spending a lot of time in one or the other. But I feel Absolutely. like more for many, it's going to be from doing. And so I think this is where – Greg Dorder, he's also a psychotherapist and mindfulness teacher from Canada. Um, He has a great video that we'll link to, but he talks about really just the date, more the dangers and also the symptoms of operating in doing mode. And he talks about, again, actually with your brain, it's the survival, you know, mode where you're essentially operating. You can think of doing the root of it is assessing, assessing, how am I improving here? How am I doing this? How am I doing this? How am I staying safe? How am... And when you have that going for so long, he basically talks about when you're operating out of doing mode, when it's not necessary, when you're not actually producing or when you don't need to, it's depleting your mental energy. It then becomes harder to turn off or slow down because you're like built up those momentum that you're constantly going and your brain gets trained on being in that doing mode. And often people think it's productive and that if if we aren't thinking about something or strategizing, then we're lazy. So that's mm. already, you know, a judgment that I'm sh- mm-hmm. comes up a lot with capitalistic lifestyle is like, oh, if you're not doing this, you're lazy You des- and you deserve X, Y, and Z because of that. Yep. Um, operating a lot in doing mode also leads to excessive worrying, excessive ruminating. So not, so not quality ruminating or maybe even being, but just like excessive ruminating about the same things. Your quality of work soon depletes and suffers from that because you're not just trying to get things. Yeah. You're not trying to get, you're trying to get things done and assessed rather than being in the moment with the actual project. Mm -hmm. And this also soon leads to overthinking and trying to problem solve your own emotions. And that's where it really gets dangerous because you try to apply this doing analytical, figure it out, strategizing brain to how you might manage pain or how you might be feeling, what emotions are coming out, or literally, 
talks about anything outside of your control. If you are yeah. in doing mode for anything outside of your control, it's inherently depleting your energy because it's it's wasted essentially. Yeah, and if you think about that too and bringing it back to our guy Z, I like how he breaks it down into these modes because doing mode is this mode your body physically goes into. And so the way the body works is when we have an experience, neurons fire in our brain. And the more often you're in a similar experience, and the more often the same neurons are fired, as our guy Joey Joey D, Joe Dispenza, says, like, the more you wire, the faster. There, He has a little catchphrase. I don't remember what it is, but it's like the more you wire. The more you fire, the harder you rewire. Something like that. So <laughs> Something like, like that. The more you wire together. Yeah, Something yeah, yeah. Like but essentially what it means is the more yeah. you're in an experience, the more your body is automatically going to go into that firing which then causes your body to then release chemicals and so then you're in this state of doing which cycle. is literally just pumping your body full of worry and the chemicals that come with it but and then you are you can't get out of the circle essentially it feels like you're stuck in that because your body's already there and so it becomes this mental thing and then a physical thing yeah it definitely moves on to the physical and that's where of course anxiety sleeplessness, depression, like a a root of that, like we talked about again with feelings of enoughness, but a root of that comes from feelings of not being secure. And especially if you're worrying about your security, of course, whether it's, you know, anything can be valid by experience, but when it's excessive ruminating, especially on things that are outside of your control, it can, again, lead you to become in this pattern where you are doing that as an automatic and even worse that you might even be encouraging yourself to think that you ruminating and you overthinking and overanalyzing is helping the situation mm-hmm. when it's really doing quite the opposite. Absolutely. Do you have, I was just going to ask, like, do you have an experience now that you're thinking of, of your pattern of doing? Cause this is one of the things that we'll get into it a little bit later when we talk about tips and tricks mm-hmm. for switching. But I think it's, interesting to and for our listeners too to to think about how does this show up your pattern of doing and what is your pattern of being yeah I think you gave us a beautiful example of what you're being what a a pillar of your being yeah an example of with staring at the mountains but Mm -hmm. I'm curious what would be an example of your doing state that you've analyzed whether it's now like past or present yeah I think an example of my doing phase I used to come up with lists of obligations and expectations that I've just seen like other people be doing. I think that that plays into it. Is this what you should be doing on social media to get engagement and what type of content you should be creating and things that you should be spending time and investing your time into. And I noticed that I would wake up, especially when I was first on the road and had so much time to do nothing, (laughs) to just be, Mm -hmm. but I was forcing myself to spend time because I felt like I was wasting time by being. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. my, the way I knew eventually realized that I was in this state of doing that was no longer helpful or beneficial to me was, would be when like I would be sitting there trying to take a break and there would just be panic that would come over me 
being like, you need to be doing something. You need to know you can't just sit here and stare at the trees or sit outside or watch a TV show or anything like that. And it's this panic of it feels like someone is pushing you <laughs> like that's what I would feel. I'd feel like this external push. And I noticed that because I had the opportunity to continuously practice this and be challenged by it on the road, I now notice that the work that I do now, especially with this podcast, my perspective of it has shifted now and I'm able to approach working on podcast things in a sense of being. And so I guess what that looks like for me is I sit down and I'm not like, okay, what do I need to do today? I have to make sure I get this done. I have to make sure I get this done. I have to make sure I get this done. And I think lists for me, they used to be helpful and then they ended up being detrimental because I could make a list that went Mm -hmm. on for days and yeah, yeah, I could check them all off, but it's like, am I satisfied at the end of that checklist? That's Mm -hmm. what it was. It was figuring out that even after all the checklist was done, I still wasn't satisfied with what I was doing. Girl. That satisfaction again, it came I know. about enough. It's just it's so funny because I think these these topics, of course, they parallel, but that's so right. I, I honestly go through phases. Anybody else, I go through phases of being an extreme like note taker, bullet journaler, like doing all of it, doodle all of it, mm-hmm. and then to radio silence in my, like then it just literally looks like I, I throw out my journals. <laughs> I threw out my journal for three months and I just fucked off the face of the earth and it's just radio silence. And then I'll be back and I'll just do single notes and I'll just be like just bullets. Then I'll go back to start doing shading and boxes. It just, it evolves depending on it. Cause I feel like the same I'll get into, it starts to become more of a checklist of, am I enough? <laughs> Honestly, mm-hmm. am I doing enough and less of a checklist of these are the things I'm inspired to do today that I want to do today for the betterment of myself my career, my friendships, whatever. So I totally relate to that. I think mine is similar. My doing mode is definitely when I try to, I've noticed it more when I try to relax and I have this other voice that's like, how dare you relax? Look, And mm-hmm. it will try to drum up evidence, false evidence of why yes. I should not relax, like why I should do more. Or then I will see something, you know, on social media, it's get more followers. I'm like, oh, we should do this post and we should do that. And that's what you should. And I'm like, you know what? I even noticed to fall for it, but I'm just not having it anymore. I honestly just don't have the energy. I think that's where I got to. I depleted myself so early in life that I'm like, I genuinely don't have the energy for these things anymore Mm. for self-preservation, you know? Yes. And I think you were saying the word should a lot. And that is a huge indicator that you are oh. overdoing it. Oh, we talk about that. And we even could that. is another one of those words. I think for me, could is something that I sit there because I'm not always like I should do that because I have shifted out of should. And now I've noticed I've replaced should with could and be like, you could do that. And it's I think still... yeah, I've reclaimed could because we'll, we'll talk about this because, yeah, our, our boy Z comes back with a whole list of words. And it's funny because they're yeah, all see. words that I've tried to take out of my vocabulary. And I didn't know that <laughs> they were all linked to doing mode. But this is how our life works. But we've talked about how it really applies for the day to day and how it comes out in the day to day. But I do think it's important because honestly, one of the main inspirations, other main inspirations outside of myself that I received this message for and this idea for for this episode was from Miriam, who's the founder of ICU Wellness. And she was a guest 
on the podcast Black Girl in Ohm, mm. which is so incredible with Lauren Ash. And the latest episode, I'll we'll link to it. But she talks about – Miriam talks about her concept of heaven earth. And so, mm. again, just ride with us right now. If you're not like, okay, heaven, heaven on earth, heaven on earth. But okay, let's just be honest right now. It's a little bit of hell on earth. So can't we – like we can keep living in this or we can start dreaming up what would – our personal, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. What would my, what would my personal heaven on earth look like? Yes. And how can I start doing it? And so she talks a lot about heaven earth. And I've heard this in other, in literal scriptures I've been studying and also mm-hmm. other articles and areas where it's talking about we once were, we once were geared on making heaven on earth. You know, how do we create the heaven on earth? And I think that's where anybody who's, who has altruistic, you know, motives is like, how can I make a better world for the next generations? How can I make this a beautiful place to live? Right. That's simply, that can be heaven on earth, you know, but now with so much change and so much expansion and transformation and possibility, there's this shift. And because I felt it and I'm hearing it from Miriam, I'm hearing it from Lauren and Kyra, like all, all around is now it's shifting again from doing and making a heaven on earth to being, being our own heaven on earth. Mm. And it's, and, and Miriam talks about it is understanding what heaven is to you, what a good life is to you, what luxury is to you, what health is to you, what, what growth is to you and being that in every moment. And she describes it, which I love as alchemy through self-appreciation. Hell yeah. And I would say self-actualization as well. Hmm. That's it's the magic of appreciating yourself and and learning about yourself and going within and being honest and and just being that. And that is how also again with actual states of being and with this purpose, you know, and this intention behind it because I love a good intention. <laughs> this is how we can start shifting from trying so much, putting so much, I I would say, of our hopes and dreams and security on that which we cannot control and outside of us, even though, yes, it's very important to be active in creating this heaven on earth, of course, but it's also knowing the importance of going within and being our own heaven on earth. Because again, if you can imagine if everybody was operating from a place of being their version of heaven on earth, anything they speak is going to be that aligned with that. Anything they create is already going to be aligned with that. Anything they communicate is going to be aligned with that. So you're not focused so much on doing, doing, planning, analyzing. You are just being. Mm. Yes. And that is essentially the process of if you be it, you will ultimately do the things that are in alignment with being that. And therefore you will have that heaven on earth. Yes. And or like Rocky horror picture show would say, don't dream it, be it. <laughs> so also in the same vein, you know, same, same thing is the season is the season. No. Yeah. But I, this, this concept of shifting from making heaven on earth to being having heaven on earth is huge. And while you were talking, what I realized was I ultimately shifted personally from being able to, I'll say easily, 
be in a state of being when quarantine really started to hit me. And so did this reemergence and full flame up of injustice in that. And like you were saying, you keep hearing from so many different people, the shift and how things have shifted within the last few months. And we're no longer trying to make this heaven on earth. We're being heaven on earth. And seriously, at least the past nine months, there has been this shift of opportunity to take a different look at being. And this this moment of incubation of what is heaven on earth to you, like unearthing all of these cruel, dark truths that have somehow been kept hidden for so long from so many are now being shown which is giving us the opportunity to really ask ourselves, if you thought this was something else, what do you truly want to create? Who do you want to be? And I know that that is a question I'm asking myself daily when it does come to doing. I'm like, when I decide to do, it needs to come from a place of fully aware of what we're shifting out of and no longer making choices that are heaven on earth, but being those choices. Yeah. Again, it's being so that automatically your choices are that such. It's it's honestly like hacking the system, but I feel like that is the shift. Honestly, I think that's been the shift that has happened in these 10 months. Call it the, a self-reflective boom, call it awakening, call it whatever you want. But I think people have had the time to observe their patterns, observe what truly makes them happy, observe what does not make them happy, what does not serve them, observe what security means to them, observe what justice actually means to them. And with that, it's observing and dreaming and imagining and declaring what heaven means to them or what a, a the best possible life means because we've been in such a dire situation where it's like, well, what's the point of dreaming that it could get worse at this point? Let's at Let's dream that it could be better. Let's be that better and let's decide and choose better. But I think because we've expanded in that way, it's like, oh, no, no, no. You know what? Actually, here's the hack. You don't even have to worry about doing and creating as much. If you just act, if you essentially just be about it, as Alyssa Edwards would say, <laughs> if you're going to be, if you're going to run your mouth and be a bouty, bouty bitch, be one <laughs> is what I say to everybody. It's not an exact quote, but you know, it's along those lines and it's saying it's like put up or shut up. But also if you just put up, everybody will shut up. I'm just kidding. That doesn't, that doesn't track. But what I mean is (laughs) don't, don't talk and think and analyze about it so much. Just be it. Walk the talk, like walk it first and you don't even have to talk. Then all of your talk is is going to be aligned. It's going to be aligned. It's going to talk. It's going to walk for itself, you know? Exactly. No, I think that this is, that is a distinction that keeps coming up into my mind is, okay, what is the difference, at least with the heaven, heaven earth concept? Because it's making heaven on earth. This old paradigm was almost performative tasks and not in a bad way. I don't Mm. think we we thought it was performative, but we genuinely thought as a collective that if I perform this task, then I will be granted, I will be given something and then I will be that something, which is the have, do, be. Yeah. It's funny. We like went over that, but I skipped over that in the beginning, but that's where it's 
that's the typical pattern we think is, again, that once we have something, then we'll do something, then we'll be something, then we'll become. Yes. Once I have this house or have this degree or have this child, then I'll do this and and go for that and do that. And then I'm going to be successful. Then I'm going to be happy usually. Then I'm going to be, mm-hmm. you know, someone that, that person would like. Mm-hmm. Then I'll be accepted. Then I'll be loved. You know, it's that pattern. And again, and this goes back to, again, psychology. And I believe Joe Dispenza talks about this again like you said about law of attraction manifestation, mm-hmm. it's going back to say, no, what you have to do, not have to, taking that out of the way. How it works. <laughs> how it works, how it do, essentially, is if you become all that you want. If And that's why they talk about the power of envisioning yourself in five years or whatever and describing who that person is and what they think and what their beliefs are and what they're wearing and what they're driving and what where they're at and who's around getting so into your you know future self or your that your aspired to self that you can start acting as them and you can start being like well what classes would they be taking who would they be hanging out with what would they be learning how would they walk down the street how would they exactly how do they walk down the street it's it's such a powerful that's also a really powerful practice and Mm. journaling to do and talking about you know being being that thing first because then anything you do is going to be from that point of view and then everything you have is going to reflect that beautiful being that you are so that's really flipping the pattern of that switching from doing mode to being mode and switching from have do be to be do have Mm. yes absolutely and so as we talked about you know again with the journaling envisioning your future self and getting into their head. That's a practice that I do a lot when I'm like, which option, what should I do? And I'm like, okay, what would 40 year old Candace say? How would she act? How would this Candace act? Well, obviously she'd still look 28, but how would she act, you know, and how would she make this decision? So that's also a beautiful practice to do, but another incredible practice and technique I actually tried out literally today for shifting and trying to at least observe and start to switch from doing mode to being mode. This comes from the out method from Christopher Liddy, which what a name, what a, yes, what Chris a, Liddy. here's the thing here. Listen to this team, Christopher Liddy and Darren Good. I was yes. like, are you guys a jazz trio? What is this? This is amazing. It's amazing. Trio. So they talk about the out method and they're, and they're saying, okay, Now, if you first gauge what your doing state is, like we talked about, engage what your being state is, when you can just be present, be with your breath, breathe, take a moment to soak in all of that that's around you. When you are in one of those states, it's moving from more of being, of course, but also you can try to shift your mindset in certain tasks from doing to still being while doing. An example that they give is doing the dishes. So again, simple. It's like you can be in doing mode, just be like doing the dishes and like, oh, how can I get these get done? done. Mm-hmm. How can I get these done? I'm so annoyed by this. Ugh, what, what is this? Blah, blah, blah. Like okay, I just want this to be over. <laughs> That's me in my head. Or you can switch consciously switch to being mode and be in it and even just wash the dish, show appreciation for the dishes that you have, or think about the meal you just had or enter running. Yeah, make make the water, like, write your temperature, get your gloves on, get your nice, you know, dish, like, make it a being so that you're in, you're still doing it, but you're more present to what's happening at that moment. Your mind's not going on this to-do list and this, this, this. It's like, it can be your break moment. It can be meditative in that way. So they talk about the out method, specifically O-U-T. And so O is for observe, which I've said so much today, which makes sense. Observe, Mm. 
U is for undo and T is for transcend. Mm. So break it down. Observe. Observe that you are stuck in doing mode and that you want to make a switch. That's the number one. Just observe that. And this goes with what our, our boy Z says that whenever this is a, a quick way to catch yourself, whenever there's a sense of have to, must, should, ought, or need to, you can suspect that you're in doing mode. So if you can at least calm yourself down and breathe and be like, okay, I just have to get this report done and be like, okay, no, you actually don't have to do anything. So how can you rephrase that? Do you want to do it? Are you lucky to do it? Are you like whatever it is, but you can suspect that that's usually when you're in a doing mode. Yes. Hmm. And then you for undo is that's where they say, just stop, breathe, get grounded, whatever that is to you, get back into the present moment, anything that screams mindfulness and get into a place of just not doing a grounded feeling. So whatever that is for you. A little trick for that is use your senses. Uh, mm-hmm. Just look around the room, notice, like use your eyes so you can look at shapes, colors, textures, objects. You can use your hands. You can touch things around you. That's a good way to get grounded if you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> hmm. I love that. I know I saw that. Just tap back into your senses and get back into your body. And then the T is for transcend. So it's turn on in parentheses. They say your do mode again, but from a different place, mm-hmm. one that's in a grounded state of being. So again, this is how you can transform to that being while doing. So if you catch yourself in the dishes and you're like, oh, duh, 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 and you're banging them around, you just like, okay, I observe that I am in doing mode. Because you're like, I have to, I should, I should get these done. These should have been done last night. I audited whatever. Like they do have to get done at some point. So take a breath, get grounded and just say, you know what? I'm going to do them from this place. I'm going to continue doing them, but I'm going to maybe even, I'm going to put some music on while I do it. That's what I do. I make it like a moment. I'm like, oh, do I have something to listen to? Like I make it a moment, be in that, or just even hum a song, something Mm -hmm. that you can at least switch how you are doing and how you are operating. So that is more supportive of a being doing hybrid rather than just a straight doing. Mm -hmm. I think once we can start to make that more hybrid and getting more into being, I think that's where a massive shift for all of us is going to is going to really click into place absolutely Mm. this is huge and then we could go even further into how having actually works but we'll save that for another episode (laughs) oh gosh that is going to be another episode moving from having to what (laughs) (laughs) Uh, sounds like the home improvement Um, okay. Do you know that? Do you know, do you remember home improvement? Do you remember that? I do remember it. With the neighbor? Yes. You know that. I know home improvement. There we go. There's one. (laughs) One, one for Nicole. Oh, this was so, so beautiful. Thank you all for being on the other end of this conversation. I really, truly feel lighter. I feel like I learned so much from this and just speaking it out and hearing your thoughts and and reflections, Nicole, and just feeling the beautiful presence of this space in our listeners. I'm so grateful. This was a good one, y'all. It is a good one. I feel like a, a practical episode of how to shift our perspectives and 
It's right in time because at least for me, I feel like the energy has been shifting the past few days where I've been mm-hmm. being for so long and I'm starting to get like this itch of, Ooh, what do I want to do? And coming from this grounded state of being so that I can be while I do. It's shifting. Get ready, y'all. We are in Scorpio season, but don't think, don't think I am not counting down the days until Sag season starts because I can already feel it. It's about to pop off for a lot of us. It's gonna be good. A lot of people will have popped off a lot. And I'll, um, where's Rosa? I need more Rosa memes. Where are those? So good. More. Anyway, okay, we will close this for today because I have to go look up Rosa memes and probably watch Rocky Horror Picture Show and Clue. Double feature. Tim Curry, double feature. It's my Halloween special. I recommend everybody do it. But we love you all so much. Thank you so much for continuously supporting us. Mm -hmm. And please, if you're enjoying the episodes, rate, review, subscribe if you want to know when we're posting. And again, we also have our Patreon. We are getting ready. So excited. We are getting ready to start our book club. We're going to get into some really incredible anti-racism, social justice, cultural studies, books, and conversation pieces. So that's going to be exciting. We also are doing extra redefining episodes. We have productivity in there. We have enough that we just recorded, which was truly so expansive. Yes, um, so yeah, it's it's fun out there. Hang out with us there. But we're so grateful. Follow us on Instagram for your conscious consideration. And we'll, we'll catch you next time. Let us know how you are consciously moving from doing to being or attempting to. We love to hear it. We absolutely do. Please share it with us. We love you guys and see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, y'all.